Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, we're back. Memorial Day weekend, three dudes with a view. Hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. My name is Del Kennedy. Uh, I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Very mild Memorial Day weekend weather. Yes, it was, but I think summer's here, and it's going to start heating up uh, very soon. You know. All right, dude number one, <clears throat> Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, Memorial Day was a nice day yesterday, man. I I threw old Polk's shoulder on the on the smoker and cooked it down and delivered a portion to my neighbors on the on the east and the west of me. One a Republican and one a Democrat. Oh, world peace, Mr. York. <laughs> Over barbecue. That makes sense. It makes perfect Democrats sense. Democrats are going to expect another one now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Regular special guest dude, native son, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How you doing, man? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right. I'm going to get Ron's column here in a minute, whatever, but I'm you know it's memorial day and or was and memorial day is the day where we remember those uh young men and women who were killed in the line of service to uh this country and um of course it's appropriate and of course they should be remembered my uncle jack uh is buried out in the welk cemetery in Kalioka, tennessee he was killed in france in uh september 1944 uh so memorial day is a solemn day and an appropriate day to remember those folks who served and who lost their lives but i want to take a minute to review the wars we've been involved in in the last 60 years uh and how many people we uh lost uh let's start with the vietnam war uh, 58,000 somewhat casualties and then, and that's ca- deaths casualties include people wounded and people dead 58,000 deaths uh, for a war that was unjust uh, we should have never been there in the first place. So we threw away 58,000 American kids for nothing. And I don't mean for nothing in the sense that we didn't win. If we, even if we'd have won, it wouldn't it would have been for nothing. Uh, now, let's come along to the next war that we got ourselves into, the first Gulf War. Uh, that's where uh, – th- that, that's the only war that we've been involved in that might arguably be justified – in the last 60 years, we did have a treaty application with Kuwait, a mutual defense treaty. We should have never been in that treaty in the first place, in my opinion, but we were. And so when Iraq invaded Kuwait, we defended. We lost 382 in that war. That wasn't bad. No. The next, uh, the, All right, I'm looking for my numbers here. The next, of course, would be Iraq and Afghanistan 
in Afghanistan, we lost 2,442. The second Gulf War, Iraq, 4,491 killed for nothing. A million dollars and a bunch of PTSD, too. Yep. All, All that we accomplished, we accomplished in two days with one... Uh, SEAL team killing bin Laden with no Americans killed. The rest of those soldiers... In Pakistan. Yeah. Died for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Thousands. America has got to take you know, a look at itself. We think that we're just, that democracies don't uh, invade people, that uh, that we're a morally righteous nation. When it, we're not. The last sixty years, we are just simply not. And and we we need to do some real soul searching about sending people off to war. And we I also need think to, about why he got into these wars. Dealt same thing. CIA or F, you know the internal quote intelligence. The Gulf of Tonkin got us into Vietnam. That was a lie, outright lie. Yellow cake got us into Iraq, Afghanistan. That was a lie. There was no weapons of mass destruction. So the CIA uh, is just a you know <laughs> has lied to us, which costs you know a lot of lives. People and and like the nut job, Lindsey Graham foaming at the mouth oh, over the a, weekend. It's so pathetic. He is so pathetic. foaming at the mouth about yeah. that we needed uh, more ships. So we he actually said money well spent. Money well spent because we've killed so many Russians in Af- in Ukraine. Now what is what what you know that he was pleased that the Russians were upset and, and he was young. against the the debt deal because he wants more ships to combat China. Now people, first of all. <laughs> What has Russia ever done to us? Nothing. The last last conflict we had with Russia was in a proxy war in Vietnam when we shouldn't have been there in the first place. And now we're in a proxy war with them in Ukraine. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. And there, this Lindsey Graham, John McCain bunch, though, I don't. I've had a hard time getting my arms around it. They do just, for some reason, they have this visceral need to kill Russians and Chinese. I don't quite understand why, but they're not for peace, people, not at any price. <laughs> no, they'd invade Canada if they, if you gave them a good reason to. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. And, and, and this visceral hate of Russians and Chinese, I, I mean... I don't get it. Except for the rhinos left in the Republican Party. For the most part, the, the Republican Party has become a lot more dovish and the Democrat Party more hawkish on these type of wars. Oh, there's no like doubt it. about that, Ron. Yeah. I mean, where where's Code Pink gone? They've disappeared. Um, and and China, listen, people, China. I, China's got a billion and a half people. We've got 320 million. Their economy will overtake ours next year as the largest economy in the world. They have a much larger industrial base than we do. They have the technology equal to or better than ours. For, for instance, less, envir- less environmental rules, too. They're going to outproduce us. Yeah. And, and they already are outproducing us, but they, they, they're, they're more more you know sanguine about environmental rules. They're, they're going to be the future, no doubt about it. We, we better get along with them. No, I mean, we've got to learn to get along with them. We, we can't win. We just don't have it. And uh, 
we don't have it. We don't have the people. We don't have the industrial base. Uh, we don't have it. We don't have the will. I don't have the will. That's true, too. Go ahead, Mr. York. Well, I was going to say it's nice to see you all flying the peace flag for a change uh, as a as a responsible Republican. But, uh, you know, all, all that that you said is kind of like history, you know. Uh, America will still do what it needs to do by its leaders. But if you could if you could fly that peace flag at home, I think that would be more important than talking about flying it, uh, you know, abroad. Oh, boy. Like BLM and Antifa. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I'm Just sure be you, peaceful. What? I'm, I don't know. Hey, Clayton, do you understand that? I'm sure that's a shot at January 6th. You're talking about being peaceful at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ought to be peaceful at home and and, 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 boring. and talk about <laughs> democracy here, you know, instead of talking about not attacking countries, not being involved. Korean War was fruitful. Vietnam War wasn't. The rest of the wars weren't. But it was decisions that election officials, elected officials made, and people that served in terms of Memorial Day, they served in, in support of their country. Now, whether the country was going in the right direction or wrong, they still served. You know, I called a friend of mine. He was in Vietnam. He was on the front lines in the bush. He survived. Uh, many didn't. I called another buddy of mine in Chicago. He called. We call each other each Memorial Day. But it's something that we did as 60, as 17, 18-year-olds during that time, and that was the country's position, and that's what was supported. So I don't feel bad about it. If it was a wrong decision, it was a wrong decision. But people that served in the military understand what they were doing. Well, I, I get that, and I honor those who served, and I particularly honor those who died. Mr. York, it is time for us as a country to look ourselves in the mirror and ask, you know, it's our fault. We're the well, one. You never, you've never done that, Del. So is this a new wrinkle in the Republican Party? Because you never looked at yourself in the in the mirror at home or abroad and did anything well, tr- worthwhile. Trump's the first Republican in my lifetime that I can remember that came in and said, we don't want to get in the middle of these conflicts. Yep, until Trump came along, people who... Uh, he had the Ron Paul foreign yeah. policy. Yeah, and but yeah. You, you they they were shouted down, drummed out of the party. The Dick Cheneys, the Liz Cheneys, the Mitt Romneys, uh, the uh, John McCain's just just shut them. And the Bushes, oh the Bushes. You talking about voter, ever. Talking about voter fraud. Go back to the Iowa uh, caucus back in 2008 on the Republican side with Ron Paul and what they ended up. They, they ended up finding thousands of more votes for him. After the whole process was done and the media was gone. But, I mean, they've been up to these shenanigans since then. But, yes, Trump brought in his foreign policy, which was a huge winner amongst independents and and people like me. When I'm out and about, I don't find many people who are all enthused about Ukraine. And like I said, it is time to look ourselves in the mirror. The, The fault of all this, though, is not John McCain. The The fault is us. We are the ones who have uh, elected leaders for the last 60 years who have gotten us into these wrongful wars and gotten thousands of young Americans killed. We have got to look ourselves in the mirror, and we've always had this, you know, America is righteous, America is just. Well, you know, 60 years now, we have not been. I mean, we, we've go, we're going to have to come to grips, you know, and— Every last one of these wars that we get into, Vietnam, 
uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, are to make the world a better place. Well, you know, I guarantee you that Hitler thought that he was going to make the world a better place. You know, that's that's the. So you you in bed with Hitler now? No, I'm not. No, I'm just telling you that anybody who presumes that they can use a military to make the world a better place is pure evil. Now? Is evil. your party your party, Mr. York, is using Russia as as a as a scapegoat? They say, well, Tucker Carlson doesn't want to. You know, fighting Ukraine. Well, he must love the Kremlin. He must love Putin. Yeah, you know, Trump loves Putin. He's a, he's a Russian spy. All, y'all, y'all use it. That, that goes people into war, right? There's no need to do that. It doesn't mean you, you love Putin. And what has Putin ever done is, to you? Is, is Putin just in what he's doing? There's a lot of people aren't just in what they're is, doing. Is You're he just, just yes and no? Him? I just need a yes and no answer. Is he just in what he's doing to Ukraine? Well, how does it affect uh, us? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's understandable. Just is a strong word. You know, he's invading a country that hadn't attacked him, but uh, exactly, and killing babies and kids and women. You know, but well, part but, of you know, Mister York, if 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 Russia uh, stationed, uh, you know, ten or twelve divisions in Canada, would we be justified in invading Canada? Yeah, if only no, there we was don't a have to invade. In last... Canada has its own army. You know, if they can't take care of themselves, we might be involved. Mr. York, Mr. York you're not answering the question. Fair share. Canada has its own military. Mr. York. Wasn't Trump, wasn't Trump if it's spot on about us, NATO? we might be involved in it. Mr. York, wasn't Trump spot on about NATO? Them not paying their part? NATO's important here. Trump Trump, Trump, Trump did did no justice to the international uh, okay. All right, let's take a break. Mr. York is not going to... Trying to destroy NATO. Trying to destroy NATO. Trying to destroy NATO and talking about they need their share. share Warmongering Democrats. Where's Coach? probably got half of the money. NATO has kept Putin at bay. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? 
Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. What do you see? The sun is rising. Most 
Welcome back, Free News Review, Tuesday edition. I noticed here that the after Lindsey Graham said it's worth every dime of American money spent in Ukraine for the number of Russians we've killed. Uh, Russia issued an arrest warrant for Lindsey, uh, you know, and I think that's a probably that's a war crime. We don't we don't go to war to kill people, and not even when we go to war, we go to war to try to achieve some geopolitical ends. Sometimes that involves killing people, but. As I've said before, for the last 60 years, we've not gone to war for any geopolitical ends uh, except for 382 deaths in Kuwait and uh, zero deaths in the Osama bin Laden raid. Now, anyway, let's see if we can find a way to help the Russians find Lindsay and extradite him. I think. I think that'd be a great place for Lindsay to end up. <laughs> yeah, if My, Lindsay leaves, I'd, I'd, I'd applaud that. If they arrested him and took him into Russia, you know, they got some expatriate places for Americans. Uh, in y'all, y'all got to, y'all got to let's, admit. Let's, speak, let's send him on over and send Putin a bottle of his favorite vodka. Y'all, y'all all have to understand why Trump on national TV back in 2015 gave out his personal cell phone number on national television. Oh, I love I, You know what I mean? You have to understand. Lindsay just gets all worked up. All right. All right, my name is Jeff Kennedy. I can't see how y'all can gather around a sex offender. Y'all oh, just good. love sex offenders. What's he talking about? Now? He's talking about Bill Clinton, Del. No, I'm talking about Trump. Bill Clinton, Bill sex offender. Y'all Epstein. just love him. I, I can't see Epstein how. The, or, uh, I don't know what's happened to America yeah, when you in love with a. a, a, a apparently, E. Jean Carroll loved The Apprentice too back in 2012, yeah. according uh, to her Facebook. All right, all right, all right, The right, Apprentice folks. in 2004. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, boy. I'm telling you, the Putin love is all over Columbia, Tennessee. And regular special guest, dude, native son, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. All right, let's let's move on to you know I mean anybody. What about Ken Paxton over there in Texas, Del? Look like. You're eating your own again. You know, they impeached in him. I don't know what's the going on. The Attorney General of Texas getting <clears throat> impeached by Republicans. They got a super majority. That's the process, and that's how it works, Mr. York. Yeah, there we go. Well, what's happening when y'all start eating You guys need to impeach Christopher Ray and, and, and Merrick Garland. Y'all should think about that. Yeah. You know, those were Trump appointees. You know, you didn't Merrick like Garland? his appointees? Merrick Garland? No, Merrick Garland wasn't, but... But Ray was. Yeah, he has done a good job. Let's get rid of him. He's running a corrupt organization. They yeah, he is. You know, it's just, they lost a lot of credibility. And Ron, I, I don't, I don't go along with this. Well, those at the top, but the rank and file. I'm sorry, the whole thing stinks down to its roots. Yep. Department of Justice and the FBI. All right, let's talk about something else for a minute. I mean, you know, takeaway points. You know, what's Russia or Putin ever done to you or to the U.S.? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Now, uh, let's talk about something else. Last Saturday, uh, the St. Peter's Episcopal Church got together with uh, Joanne McClellan, our county historian, and had a luncheon and gave a presentation on uh, black people in Murray County primarily in the 19th and early 20th centuries. Joanne likes to focus on stories of success and significance 
by black people and she had buckets full of them uh the, the two primary themes that ran with uh, Murray County black folks in the 19th and 20th century, more than anything else, they sought education because they believed that, Ron, are you trying to show me something? I can't read it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm reading a little bit. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the themes that really, as you look at these folks, the primary themes that go through uh, – 19th century and early 20th century black folks in Murray County is our education and faith. Uh, they thoroughly believed that education was the way that uh, they could go forward as freed people after the Civil War and join their places in equals as society. Uh, at one time there were over 50, I think Joanne said, over 50 black schools in Murray County, scattered all across the county. And almost all of these were built by black people and staffed by, by black teachers. Uh, truly amazing that, you know, that occurred after the Civil War. And Joanne told uh, all sorts, she's found the stories of people who became successful in politics, business, faith, uh, community, even national leaders, uh, uh, black folks from Murray County. Just absolutely amazing stories. Uh, and w what's going on there, though, is she and Tom Price, our county archivist, Joanne McClellan, our county historian, have both separately and together have done this groundbreaking work in black history in Murray County. Work that had never, historical work that had never been done before. Usually you know, 10 to 15 years after a, a person or event of uh, historical significance you know, the first cut is done where, you know, you look at the newspaper clippings, the letters, that kind of thing. This history has never had a first cut and so Joanne and Tom are doing that first cut of uh, black history in Murray County, you know, the newspaper clippings, the, the letters in the attic. And their, their articles and books and whatever will go on to be used for the next hundred years as secondary sources by future historians taking another look at black history in Murray County. Amazing Amazing work, amazing presentation. You know, there's a good job to that. Online is John Porner does a lot with the uh, athletics in Columbia. You yeah, know, he does. You follow John John Porner on, on on Facebook. Vanderbilt played at Vanderbilt. Great guy. Oh yeah, he does a great job of chronicling history of uh, African Americans in, in, in sports. Mostly is his focus. Yeah, yeah. Joanne's yeah. doing a great job in researching. You know, stuff that that other people had forgotten or hadn't even thought of. Uh, she's doing in-depth research, and she's doing it from, from national support as well as local support. Tom's doing a good job. He narrated that program that we saw. Del did an outstanding job narrating it. Were you there, uh, Mr. York? I didn't see you. Yeah. You didn't see me. Man, I told you, you the first one went and got a box and started eating. I'm sorry. I just, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I would have. Anyway, I, I, anyway, I would have loved the chance to chat. I just, I just, I, if well, I saw well, you. I you just know, didn't you, register. You know, you you were standing in front of the bishop when I shook a hand. You had your phone out there messing with it. Oh, know? I guess that's what I was paying attention to. Yeah, I did yeah. an interview. But anyway, Joanne's doing a great job, and she talked about the stories, the in-depth things that people don't don't understand or don't see. Uh, and I think it ought to be a great program for to be included in some of the history of Murray County. Oh yeah, uh, during the years, you know, not just Black History Month, but during the the, the months. Of oh yeah, historians I mean, ought to bring that to front. What took place? This is professional. Uh, what was unique to me is that one of the gentlemen uh, that was successful uh, left Columbia, but he had to leave Columbia based on his master. He was enslaved. And then pay his master ten dollars a month. I said, "Wow, that that's you know, that's that's the type of freedom he had, a pseudo freedom. He went up to Massachusetts or whatever, and then came back. And then his son did did a lot of things. But yeah, it's interesting history that every person in Murray County ought to know about because down the line somewhere uh, they are r- related uh, to people that live in this county." Caucasians are related to blacks in this county, and 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 that's important to know. You know, I mean, it's important to know the history, and and just like in my state, Louisiana, we have a lot of history there. And uh, education, as you point out, dealt was an important focus. But the two things that education enabled, and faith, Mr. Yeah, yeah, two things that enabled the, uh, the 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 blacks in the community was going to church. That was a part of their freedom, and then allowing them to have their own schools. That was part of their freedom at some point. At one point, they weren't allowed to read, you know that. But as they were able to have the 50 schools across Murray County when they could, and some of them were in very small buildings, just like in my hometown, it was an old railroad car that they started to have an education in yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. But, but they worked diligently. Sunday, they were free to do the things that they wanted, and then they could send their kids to school. And education was the thing that they saw as as a way out of the situation that they were in. Absolutely, you, know, you can Absolutely. see that the, you hear about these African American <laughs> communities of the you know the early 1900s, et cetera, and they're very thriving, had their own businesses. Uh, people got married; they got married more often, et cetera. What has happened? Could you lay any blame on the? You know this this great society or what what what's happened to you know that was great and I, every white person I know applauds that and I wish we had more of that now. What happened in the in the ensuing last seventy years, sixty seventy years? Do you lay any blame on government independence? No, I don't blame anything on government independence. Uh, dependence. No, dependence. Uh, mm-hmm. No dependence. No, I mean those people that need help need help, Ron. What those became people, of those societies, though? The one in Oklahoma, the because, others you hear? Well, there's so much Harlem. more available to all people in this country now, and people don't look at the, the cliques that they stayed in back in the day. I grew up in a community that were not that was not integrated. It was segregated from the, the township, and, and people had to survive, and they depended on each other. So dependence, uh, government comes in to try to make things equitable that helps them out. 
but you I don't already think has that's work a bad hard. thing. Ron, let me let me circle back around to that in sort of a different way in a minute. But I, you know, so Joanne McClellan and Tom Bryce are doing a first cut on Black History in Murray County. And it, I agree totally with Miss York. It's amazing. It's something our children need to know. It's all a good thing. But I started thinking, what? And, and I'm a historian, graduated Vanderbilt with a degree in history. What would a first cut of uh, African Americans in Murray County look like? A first cut of African Americans in the 21st century, from 2000 up until today's date, and. For one thing, uh, and and, and uh, it, it, the national narrative just simply doesn't fit. Uh, here in Murray County, we did have one Black Lives Matter love fest, I would call it, where all sorts of people from all walks of life in the community basically got together and celebrated what a wonderful community we have. There has not been one single unarmed black man shot in Murray County in the 21st century or killed or anything else by police officers, by police officers. So our national narrative is much different, and Murray County is different, I think, than some of the places like Philadelphia and Chicago that get a lot of attention. I looked around the room there on Saturday, and, you know, almost everybody that all that people would agree who are the present-day black leaders in Murray County. They, they were all there, including Mr. York. And I didn't even know I didn't realize he was until now. And uh, We all look alike, you know. Oh, Mr. York. <laughs> I was trying to interview the bishop. The uh, And and uh, you know, I, and, and unlike their predecessors in the 19th and early 20th century the black leaders of the 21st century in Murray County uh, had grown up in pretty similar lives to everybody else's they had gone to school, they became accomplished in whatever their chosen field was uh, and their life had pretty much looked like you know, every, you know their white counterparts uh, and uh, there, there are a few of a certain age who did were on the tail end of segregated schools, but those folks like me are sort of aged out at this point. Uh, and uh, so that, that first cut at Black History of Murray County in the 21st century is an entirely different picture than the 19th and 20th centuries in Murray County, and an entirely different picture from the national narrative, leading me to reflect that, you know, we got something right, folks. I don't think so, Delk. I think it would look like most communities across this country, uh, except for the big urban cities. I mean, the small country towns. And and I guess the reason why I stay in Columbia is because it's pretty much like my hometown. It, it was pretty much isolated, segregated for a long period of time, and you had a few minorities that participated in, in the government. Uh, and, and and it's still so today in, in my hometown. But yeah. but I think there's some gains, but there are some setbacks because uh, people aren't people that are are minorities aren't embraced across the community, and you don't see them in every aspect of what the community is doing. 
So I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm with you there. Well, we got to take a break, Michelle. Don't feel. Go, go ahead and take a break. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Heller's Heat. Wave heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer. If you know you need an AC replacement, don't wait until it breaks down and you're sweating it out. Our Heat Wave heroes are saving the day with hot deals to keep you cool. Get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you purchase select new HVAC systems this month. Don't wait until you need rescuing. Call the Heat Wave heroes. Visit happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I've got someone very, very special on the phone with me. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. What kind of specials you got for us this week? We have the normal uh, week-long sale, and that includes ground beef for $3.29 a pound, whole ribeye for $5.99 a pound, whole seedless watermelon, $5.99 each, 
fresh corn on the cob, two ears for a dollar, and Niagara 24-pack water, three for ten. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, People need to come in and check them out, and uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day, and uh, again, thanks for a great staff. They really help everybody out when they come in. So, we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. We're back. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm dude number three, Delta Kennedy. Uh, <clears throat> of course, we didn't have a show yesterday. We were closed for Labor Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, thank you, people. Damn, you speeding up, Delta. Uh, trying to leave us? Just a Biden moment. A Biden moment. Uh, um, I got to be a Putin moment. Yeah, maybe so. Who knows? <laughs> hey, right. Memorial Day, which we've been t- talking about. Probably has a lot of those, too. Oh. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. The um, it's Tuesday. Yesterday, because of Memorial Day, we were closed. I'll be here tomorrow, Thursday. I'll be out of pocket, and Drake Kylie will host the show. So it'll be a fun week for the three days we're here. <laughs> the look I just got from Coach Mike is fantastic. <laughs> All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest, dude, on Tuesday, Ron Hart. How are you? Good morning. All right, Ron. You've just uh, gotten back from England, writing about it in your column that appear, which will appear in this week's Mainstream Murray. Uh, played golf, drank beer, uh, got to in, uh, you know enjoy the plump, pale women you find in England because uh, it <laughs> rains all the time and they eat a lot of potatoes <laughs> yeah they need to stop they need to um, buddy of mine said they need to do a moratorium on breeding over there till they get some better looking people there good lord <laughs> you women in america look really good congratulations i don't think we appreciate how good women in america look especially southern women it's, it's, Golly, dog, it's tough over there it's a big island it's a big <laughs> yeah. island well what'd you do ron drink uh drink beer play golf what, what tell us what yeah. you know about your college hey, in that order hey, hey ron Ron, let me say this before you start. Uh, in, mm-hmm. Instead of criticizing the, the the way women look in England, y'all need to look in the mirror. Maybe so. Well, that, that could be, <laughs> Miss Joe. Yeah, I, I, I I'd be a pretty good woman over in England. <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be, Ron. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ron, you can buy a swimsuit at Target. That's right. Got Adam's apple there, son. Yeah, go after it. No, but it's basically we played the British Open courses, Royal, Royal uh, Birkdale and Troon, Liverpool, and, you know, with a group of guys, buddies. And um, it was fun. It was a good time. It learned a little bit. Uh, not near as many, you know, we met a lot of people over there, but not near as many English uh, people that are chimney sweeps, as I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, uh, did you encounter the king formerly known as Prince? Is that... Didn't, didn't run into him. Did not see him that over there. But uh, they like their royalty a good bit. It's going back to Scotland in about a month uh, to visit a friend over there. It's, it's pretty cool over there. I mean, it's, it's 
I don't know. I mean, they they, they have a they're like us. They're fifty one to forty nine percent conservative, you know, versus liberal, and they're battling with the same issues we are. But it's a, a very pleasant country, and, and the weather was great. And I don't know, you know, forty four million people in in the UK, another you know ten or fifteen in you know Scotland, all these outlying countries. They're they're back on the on the pound sterling. They're, they left the EU. The uh, the Brexit thing, so they're back on the pound sterling, and and you know that's the mother, that's the OG, Mister York of white people over there. A lot of white people. Over there. <laughs> well, they all came from Africa, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. White people in England, yeah. You know, well, the civilization the started around Africa. You know, yeah. I guess so. Anyway, you, so got, you got a gene or two, Ron. Don't worry about it. I won't criticize you too much. I'm not eight percent. Yeah, but two percent, about one percent's from Africa. I guess so. I, I may get reparations then. No, nah, you don't have enough percentage. Yeah, well, where you got to be, Kamala Harris, or, you know, Halle Berry? Where, where, where y'all draw the line of reparations? I don't know where they draw the line. I'm not in that discussion. You believe in it? Well, there's uh, if it's economic, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, back in it the day, economic, paying yeah. apart society, uh, well, money, you something know, doing emancipation, we supposed to had forty acres in the mule. Look like Johnson changed that as soon as he got in office. You know, I actually over uh, in South Carolina, they did a fairly large experiment with that, and it, it all those farmers failed. Um, well, they fa- they failed because of discrimination, Bill. Yeah, so how do you know that? Because they were still they're still discriminating today on against black farmers. Now they won't give them loans. They won't help. They won't give them. They, they won't allow them the same privileges that Caucasians get when they when they apply for farming Who's and they? getting support. Who's they? The, the Caucasians. Caucasians. <laughs> the United Bank of Caucasians. Who, who won't I give don't know what bank. Ron, there's, the there's, there's, there's a lawsuit right now. There's a lawsuit right now that black farmers file because they were discriminated against and it's being held up in the courts because white farmers are saying, oh, that's discrimination. They wouldn't allow fun. them to have they, the, the U.S. What, what, what if credit rating had something to do with it? What, what if they just the FICA score had something to do with it? I don't know if that's true, Ron. Why don't you start a bank lending to African Americans, Mister York? You'd make a lot of money. Yeah, no, no, yeah, lending to African American farmers. Let's see how long that lasts. And it's not because they're African American. Uh, small farms across this country have been failing, and the truth of the matter is, there are no good loans to make to black or white small farmers. Uh, the only farmers who can afford to service any uh, debt are uh, pretty large. Uh, crop farmers in certain parts of the country can actually service pretty large amounts of debt. You've also got some people because uh, the land um, the, the land is you know they've got farmland, family farmland sometime, most of the time which has become worth a significant amount of money. So what they'll do is they'll just max out the loan on it and then they'll let the creditor, the bank have it uh, you know when they die. Uh, or either the government takes it like they're doing over in West Tennessee right now. You know, they're oh, trying to Mr. York, I read about that. that is a false narrative. It just but, so but happens. The land is worth more than what they're giving them, Dell. Mr. York, it just so happens. You sell it. Yeah. 
The land is more than what the government's doing to make way for a big corporation. Ms. York, they've got a right to a jury trial. They've done that that all over this country. That's why we have uh, black farmers that are probably, what, 1%, less than 2%. Mr. York, there's no way for a small black farmer to make money. There's no way for a small white farmer to make money. Uh, And, you know, it wasn't... It, what killed small farmers in Middle Tennessee is was when tobacco went out. I mean, you couldn't make you couldn't make a living on fifty, a hundred acres anymore. It just wasn't going to happen. And that nothing prejudicial about tobacco. Tobacco doesn't see black or black or white. Well, you know, there's other farms across this country, black farmers that do more than tobacco. They're doing other crops, and they can be profitable too. Oh, Mr. York, I don't, same, I don't, if they I had don't the know same anything about policies for every farmer. Then they would be able to get part of what they would do. Mr. York, I don't know anything about black farmer potato farmers in Idaho. Don't know a doggone thing. I can just tell you that fifty, a hundred acres is a money-losing proposition you're not going to make money on anymore, period, in Middle Tennessee. Uh, Even with a couple of thousand acres, uh, it is very difficult to make money other than in soybeans, basically in corn. Uh, The old traditional livestock farming, very difficult. You in farming, don't you make money off your farm? Mr. York, no, I, my son does. I never made any money off my farm. All the all these farms that you see with fifty acres and some cattle, they're they're hobby farms. They're losing money. They're they're doing it for the tax write off and because they just like to have a farm and some cattle. You oh, know. tax write off, just like to have farms and cattle. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what Here's it is. Something about that. I mean, that, that's anyway they, but the they, black farmers were intended to producing a crop and a lot of them did they produced enough crop to make some 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 profit and they had land but they weren't treated as Ms. York, do you know a black farmer in murray county was. do you know a black farmer in murray county no i don't know any in murray county i know some in east tennessee west tennessee what okay so, have them on one day Mr. York. how can you how can you make here. a loan to somebody who doesn't exist all right now, yeah. and, and i mean th- this is just the most phony narrative ever and i need know something about it because i worked with these cases when i was with the u.s attorney's office uh what do you what what's the crop your black friends uh what are they livestock or crop farmers over in west they do sardines they do corn they do a lot of different basically the things that, curious, that, are, won't you? that the public needs so it's a multi have him on one to have him on this show let's talk to him and see what he's talking about we do care yeah i think you're yeah, you wake up on. every morning and try to find out how people did black people wrong and, and you hear these third-hand stories that aren't tethered in reality, we'd love to hear it. I, and I would guess now those stuff. those are the kind of farmers who can actually service debt. Uh, those West Tennessee farms for uh, soybeans and and corn and whatnot are are profitable when managed correctly. And I'm I, I bet you you know whatever you want to bet that each one of your black farming friends have got lines of credit they use every year to get the seeds, the supplies, and whatnot they need to put in another crop. Uh, they wouldn't be in business if they weren't getting those loans. You about to say something, Mr. York? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that's exactly what didn't happen in a lot of instances, and that's why the black farming point where where point me one, find me one, find one. Go to South Carolina. Oh, 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 oh,
Alabama, well, Georgia, Miss York, surely Michigan, you, you all of them had the same problem. That's why they filed the Miss York, you don't have any friends here in Murray County who, uh, as you allege, were put out of business as farmers by a failure of USDA. I don't know them? any farmers, in, black farmers in Murray County. No. Well, what about farmers, black farmers who used to be farmers and couldn't get along? Can you find me one of those in Murray County? There weren't any major black farmers in Murray County. You are wrong about that. In the in the era of tobacco, there were uh, many. That's tobacco farms. That's been gone for 30 years. Well, that's you know? it. The small farms in Murray County became unviable economically when tobacco was but the only... But you're talking about one crop. One crop that nobody hardly uses anymore. Mr. York, everybody used tobacco 25 years ago, and Murray County sold millions of dollars of it each year. And a fellow, a black fella, and there were many, I knew him, uh, who had 50 or 100 acres, could could make a, a, a living uh, with a tobacco crop. And then that vanished, and those folks went yeah, out of business. Nobody's using tobacco anymore. I'm talking about people well, that Well, Mr. York, you're right. Nobody's using tobacco, but that's what happened to the black farmers. That's what happened to the white farmers. That's why small farmers, you know, 1,500-acre farmers don't exist profitably in Murray County anymore because there's been no other crop come along to substitute for tobacco. Now, marijuana, okay. maybe you might could – if you could legalize marijuana, you could grow enough of that on 100 acres to make a living. But there you go. There you go. All right. This is this is the craziest, most insane. <laughs> argument down, York. Everybody's been done wrong. You know, all every black you know's been and, done and wrong. black farmers have been done wrong that we can't even find them. one. There, oh, there's one over in South Carolina somewhere. Come <laughs> on. You read too much MSNBC. They yeah, wake up yeah, 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 and, yeah. I mean, no. I listen to the real news and I don't listen to BS like you all come up with. You know, <laughs> oh, no, there's yeah. no big yeah, black farmers in Murray County. Provide a factual. Under underpinning to anything you say. What, what was his name? Courtney, things. Corey Gant, I think, was a very successful black farmer out around uh, Williamsport. Tobacco. Uh, all right, we'll see you. Have a great day, folks.